0: This is the Night Owls Disc Golf Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm JP. And I'm Ben. And today we are here not only to talk about Ben's experience at the reserve, but a lot of other stuff. But before we get into that, we're going to go door underscore disc underscore golf, night underscore owl underscore pod. Those are our Instagram handles. And then you got doordisc.com, where we have all of your disc golf needs. We do have YouTube and We'll mention the other podcast, which is Casual Relief. Are you guys recording one this week? This week, we should be back on schedule.
1: Uh, as we know with this podcast and that podcast, sometimes life just gets in the way and you need to take mm-hmm. a hiatus, but we'll be, we be—we should be back. We should be good to go. So excited to get back in it. We've got some topics to talk about. So looking forward to it.
0: Sweet. That's fantastic. So here we go. This is a question I have um, for you guys today. Does friendship have limits? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, Ben, why don't you go ahead and start? It sounds like you have something to say.
1: (laughs) My friendships that are meaningful to me uh, will never be broken in the sense that I will just never not be friends, but there are relationships where... Sometimes you can't cross those extremes. So little petty things, like I will never lose friendships over. But there mm-hmm. are some things in my life that I would consider like deal breakers. Of like, we just can't be friends. Like we need to like cut this off. However, yeah. the the thing that happened yesterday <laughs> is Which a little petty thing. Is <laughs> a little petty thing that I'm not gonna not be friends with him over but Matt Yates the part one of the three of the casual relief podcast drove our group graciously drove our group from green bay to door county for the flex yesterday so appreciate that there's open parking spots I was had a door disc uh, the store he drives past the store and turns right to go to the public parking space behind parking lot behind the store and made me walk like a
0: peasant. <laughs> so let's bring per- some perspective. It is no more than a football-filled length that it's Ben, ben had to walk. It's too far. Before his probably miles worth of walk in the tournament. So I'm on Matt's side here. I mean, he did drive like 70-some miles. <laughs> And you had to walk 100 yards max. Unnecessary. unnecessary. <laughs> Matt's probably got an Apple Watch,
2: and he's just trying to get some steps in and meet his goals for the, for the Matt day. Matt doesn't have
1: an Apple Watch. We know <laughs> oh, that. Because
2: he's oh, we t- you know. We do. That's we, true. That's true. He ruins our group chats
0: with the green bubbles. <laughs> That's right. Bubbles. <laughs> That's yes, right. he
2: does. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever he's using, he's probably got to meet some goals and wants to get those extra steps in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The audacity of this man to make me
1: walk and put unnecessary stress on my body before I go out there in, in, into this tournament.
0: How dare! I? All I can hear before I see the four guys walk in, all I can hear is Ben kind of grumbling, and then Matt going, "Oh, shut up!" <laughs> I don't know what he said, but I heard his voice, and then Ben's grumbling. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Michael also was on board with
1: this as well. That he just blew right past it.
0: I didn't, see, right I didn't realize it. that. All well, right, that's because so. I'm a little
1: more more vocal in my uh, <laughs> in my annoyance.
0: <laughs> it was pretty good. All right. So, what about the limits that you have there,
2: JP? Um, hmm. I mean. There's a there's a quote for, or there's a scene in the movie the, the town. Have you guys seen the movie The Town? Yeah. Ben Affleck that... and uh, Jeremy oh, Renner, oh, and oh, it's oh, like
0: yeah, yeah 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 yeah
2: Boston, and it's you know about bank robbing and all this stuff. So there's a scene where uh, Ben Affleck walks into Jeremy Renner's apartment. And he's like, "I need your help. We're gonna do something. Don't ask questions. Don't like I forgot how it goes. <laughs>
1: he says, and "I then, like, I need your help." We're going to go hurt some people. You can't ask yeah. any
2: questions. And then Renner's like, when are we leaving or something like that? Yeah. Who's, who's car are we ta- whose car yeah, are we yeah. taking? Yeah. I mean, I, there, that's, that's what friendship should, should be about. Like, willing to do stuff with people for people with no questions asked. Mm-hmm. If we're going to kill you, some people, though, I might have tell some you
1: questions. What. I'll tell you what. Jeremy Renner probably wouldn't have made anybody walk. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> oh. See, my limit of friendship—it's all my the friendship limits that I have—would truly only ever be pineapple on pizza or not? That's the only <laughs> thing that defines it, and that's directly to you, Kevin. <laughs> oh boy! Did did you guys Wait, order pizza at the
2: shop one time who and we, like got did. pizza with pineapple? Oh no! We what side so are you Joe, on?
0: I am a no pineapple. Oh, don't stop! Don't start, Ben. Don't say it. Don't say it. I have the eject button right here. <laughs> I'm fine
1: with it, but I'm not, like, make or break. Like, I'm not picking it, but I'm not nothing,
2: anti Nothing it. sounds worse than pineapple with cheese. I don't know why that sounds like a terrible
0: combination, but pineapple and cheese just sounds <laughs> terrible. So Kevin tried to play it in as this whole, like, well, it just came from when anchovies stopped being a thing. Then they, everybody started on picking on, and I was like, no, no, I've been picking for the last 30, let's say consciously 35 years. I've been saying that pineapple on pizza is garbage. And because my dad used to like pineapple and Canadian bacon. Oh yeah, like a Hawaiian pizza. Hawaiian pizza. Yeah, absolutely. So for those of you out there that do not like, or that like pineapple on pizza. It's dude, uh, it's just salty and sweet. Friendship limits right there. It's just salty and sweet it's but it's that's not sweet that's like liquidy and gross it's like when you use high moisture mozzarella and it's just soggy everywhere nasty was hawaiian pizza originally
2: made with spam for some reason i feel like that originated with spam and like
0: pineapple i don't i don't know know. when you said spam on pizza for some reason i wanted to try it (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why not the pineapple just the spam just the spam can you okay. imagine getting little crispy chunks of Spam on pizza? Dude, I bet you it's baller. It I, that's be. what I think, too. That'd be fantastic. So so there you go. So if you like pineapple on pizza, there is going to be limits to our friendship. So, all right. With that being said, I just really wanted to pull that story out from uh, yesterday. That's why <laughs> I asked that question. Because <laughs> there were some Worth s- serious issues going down in the, uh, the Yadis club there. So with that being said, why do you suck? Well, let's uh, go with Ben first. Oh, dude, <laughs> I can't, I can't,
1: I can't hit par putts.
0: <laughs> so it's just the yeah. par putts. Birdies are good. Bogies are good. Pars? Not good. uh well, the
1: the bogeys turn into yeah, they turn into bogeys because you hit the uh, you hit you scramble well and you get in a position to, you know, to to take a par after recovering and then you just hit the cage.
0: Yeah. Is it like the demoralizing hit where it just hits and falls straight down? Or is it the one where it like skips off the cage?
1: I didn't yesterday. I didn't have anything like super egregious as far as like, uh, rolling away or skipping a far. I, so it went straight down. So I didn't have to, you know, putt again, but
0: that's currently Mm -hmm. why I suck. All right. All right. Well, JP, let's hear why
2: you suck. Why do I suck? Uh, I'm having real bad grip issues with discs, and um, I'm taking my pinky off right now when I'm trying to power grip. And so, like, I'll grip the disc, and I'll put my pinky on, and as soon as I release, my pinky comes off Mm. right at release. And so, like, I'm not getting, like, a full power grip on the disc and i'm also having a really hard time right now throwing putters which i love to do but i'm having really bad wrist roll as well so um yeah just trying to fix that everything like throwing um just throwing like mids and drivers is fine but when i'm throwing my putters for so, whatever reason wrist roll and like things are coming out on annie and i want them to come out on come out flat and mm-hmm. kind of sucks because mm-hmm. some stuff is just burning over
0: you put your pinky on a power grip huh
2: yeah well i don't I, think I, I
0: ever put my pinky on the disc ever This. Uh, yeah i mean mm-hmm.
1: showing how oh, i grip like i mean if you're exactly... li- you're listening audio we're all just kind of
2: showing how we power grip <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm sitting here right
0: looking at my hand like oh. yeah but the only all thing right. is
2: like right before i Right before I like go, I only have like the three fingers and then my pinky comes off. So like, I feel like I'm losing the ability to create like extra spin or something.
0: I don't know. I never oh, So I have to use a pop filter because I don't have a disc in front of me, but like I, that's how I always grip right here. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Cool. So you're saying if I grip with my pinky that I might get more power like that. Try it, yeah, yeah. I feel like it, I'm going to end up like JP. I'm going to be throwing it
2: everywhere, <laughs> nah, <laughs> or maybe she, I'm she... consciously thinking about um, like grip locking or something. So I take my pinky off. So I, but then it kind of results in like early release and that kind of thing.
0: Mm. So,
1: See, yeah. I just go in with the mindset that you like. I ain't going on the pro tour, so whatever happens, happens. So if you throw <laughs> it into b- oblivion,
0: you just recover from oblivion. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know that's, yeah, that's usually how it kind of happens, sadly. My scramble game is top-notch because of the way I throw, so I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I thought
2: you were so. going to talk about working in the restaurant and eggs and scramble.
0: <laughs> oh, you know, there is a fun game we play. So you know the flats that the eggs come on? Yeah. So you get 30 eggs on a flat. Yep, We have one of the ginormous uh, um, recycling bins, and you have the door that you slide open, okay so like on the back of it so you don't flip up the lids the big lids we just oh, have door oh yeah in. yeah okay i know what and, you're talking uh, about uh i take the cartons and or the flats and i'll stand at the back door and i just look at my dishwasher i'm like five dollars if i hit it <laughs> and i throw it i try to make them i make one out of every like 30 that we throw <laughs> oh and usually there's just a graveyard of egg crates out there while i'm cooking and then i have to go out and clean it up later but it's pretty fun though. You yeah. should
1: just order another um, recycling dumpster for your backyard, so then you can, you know, open the slot and then start throwing discs through it.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're gonna well, hit hey, lines, and I put a cage in it. Yep, yep. And if you put a cage in, and then I can just visual- visualize that while I'm putting, and then I'll, I just won't suck at putting. <laughs> <laughs> you may you may end up uh, shooting a little low. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, whatever. No. All right. So should we move on to throw? Oh, wait. Hold on. I got to why I suck. Yeah, suck, suck, suck. So I, <laughs> so whoa, take it easy, JP. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Join the reason I us. suck is because I think it's still, I think I'm sticking to my, excuse the language, the Discord theory. Like I just, I went back to Emacs again. Like I pulled hexes out of the bag, went back to Emacs cause they had that fusion orbit and it's beautiful. And then I see other discs that come out and I buy them and I throw them on my bag for two days and then they end up on a shelf. And yeah, so I think it's just being a discord. Like I need to just stop buying stuff and, and just stick to what I know.
1: So if you I will not be buying something. a
0: Dune. Uh, I, no, I will. I will. <laughs> I will be buying a dune. See, that's the problem. (laughs) Oh, oh, I have too many. But we have some good YouTube videos coming up um, with Kevin, Joe, and myself. There's some really good ones. They're going to be enjoyable. I'll tell you guys after. I can't spoil the secret. All right. With that being said, talking about buying things, which is the dune, throw a hanger flipper. Would you fellas buy? Or, yeah, buy. I didn't buy anything. I have a hard time believing you.
2: No, silent week, huh? Yeah. And (laughs) get this, I'm in now in the business of trying to get rid of discs, like not just turn them in, like trying
0: to just flip them. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. I was I was gonna say I know a place that buys them. So yeah.
2: (laughs) I do too. (laughs) But I no no. I just need to straight up flip them. Like I don't need store credit. (laughs) <laughs> all right sir I uh
1: well since the last time you saw me I bought uh off Erica Stitchcomb I bought a soda a tour series soda off of her to support her tour of America A-M-E-R-I-K-A <laughs> mm-hmm. nice. um, and then I picked up so I bought some backup honeys off of um, Matt, and then I bought a, a Franken. Well, I got a Franken Escape uh, from the shop yesterday. At, at Franken Escape, I got the the Lucid Ice Orbit Escape. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, from the Funny Money, and then did I get anything else? Yeah, I think that's. That's it. But well, we got two free preserve discs uh, from being at the preserve, so I didn't really buy those. Oh, but that's those, cool. That was just a fun surprise. Uh, we we show well, up because
2: they're a prodigy, though.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, to be well, you guys, you guys saw. I didn't uh, actually throw or use those for throwers. Uh, I just got I got one signed uh, by a bunch of people. Um, so that's sitting in a nice disc play uh it's like they're really cool if you haven't seen them um they're like these hard plastic cases that are designed specifically to fit a disc um so i got a couple of those for my birthday back in january um so i've put a signed one in there but yeah so that was a fun surprise is that they roll up when you're like oh you're a, a three-day vip member you get to pick pick a disc um hmm. so and they had a, a preserve stamp on it so that was pretty cool um very nice got some that, disc hangers. I got some disc hangers and then I also bought to add to my collection. Cause I've now just at each pro tour event, if I make it to one, I will get like the mini from the event. So I, I bought a, a mm. preserved mini.
0: Very, very nice. Uh, I bought a vanilla and a fudge off a of cool daddy slick breeze. Um, so he was, he had some vanillas on his site and I think I bought the last one or maybe the last color of the last one. Um, and then I got a fudge as well. So I don't know why I bought the fudge, but it was a cool name. And I was like, meh, let's try it. It looked pretty is it fancy. Is zone so. Or is that something else? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I thought it was kind of judgy. I thought the mint was more of a zone. Yeah, the mint is a zone-ish. And then I think the fudge is more judgy. So, um... That's why I bought it. I just figured, eh, I'll give it a try. Um, s- see, I'll probably Spe- never get rid of a judge. Judge, s- but speaking of zones,
2: like, didn't Lone Star just come out with the Artemis?
0: Yes, they, they did. did. That looks like an interesting disc. Yeah, and then the that I want um, to try the America Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, which which is the Mockingbird? What is that? Mockingbird. That's Mockingbird. That's what it is. Yeah. So. All right. Well, let's go into our preview. Casey wide open. We'll give a quick talk. We'll do the Paul Macbeth Lee uh, lawsuit. Um, we'll talk about multi-level marketing <laughs> and then, uh, most over and most underrated disc of all time. We'll have a quick discussion about that. And then we'll have Ben's random question. We'll do some shop updates and then we will be out of here. We'll give deuces. So with that being said, let's start talking about Casey wide open, which one of you two fellows wants to take over?
2: You can let Ben talk about it. I didn't watch it at all.
0: <laughs> okay. There you go.
1: Okay. Um, so I guess we'll start at the beginning. Uh, in round one on hole 12, Gannon Burr took the most unconventional route possible on a par five and ended up on the green of hole 13. Um so then immediately after that round, uh, they put in a Mando for safety. Mm-hmm. The tournament director contacted the Pro Tour and the PDGA. It was like, can we do this? And they were like, is it a safety issue? They're like, yeah. And they said, okay, cool. You, It's approved. So then they put in the Mando. And then yesterday, Ganon signed the Mando sign. That was awesome. <laughs> and then it was <laughs> stolen after today's final round. That's funny. So that's the story of that. Uh, foreshadowing is Gannon ended up winning the event uh, over Jake Hebenheimer, and who no longer does his little horseshoe putt. Um, but uh, and then there was one other person. Uh, I'm just checking on the scores right now. Um, but yes, like I said, Gannon took it down, and then I'll. Uh, run through that in a hot second um but on the fpo side ally smith won um she is newer to the scene um, she was the 2021 am world's champion um so she's coming on the scene but um while i'm pulling this up just looking at it um this was kind of a mixed field you had half of kind of the the top end pros are already headed to europe or taking this off to rest up for europe and then we had a field um uh, at Casey wide. So on the MPO side, Ganon Burr uh, won by two strokes over Joseph Anderson and Jake Heimanheimer and then Sullivan Tipton uh, in fourth place. He's a name that's kind of up and coming. Um, we've seen him kind of in the mix at some of these silver events as well. Um, and then Allie Smith won at one under. Uh, she was the only FBO player under par in the field. Uh, she defeated um, Holland Hanley and Hannah Hwin, uh, who were both one over for
0: the event. There's Holland Hanley again, man. If she keeps it up, she's just consistently up there. And is she leading pro tour points yet?
1: (laughs) I highly doubt it, but. uh, Um, I can look, but the last time I saw it it was like, Kirsten had like a a couple hundred
0: point lead. Pretty sizable lead. Yeah, that makes sense. So Casey wide open seems like it's almost a favorite event. Well, I can't say that, but it seems like it's just as popular as DDO, especially after they split up the weekends. It seems like it's getting that much favor, and I think it's just timing-wise, people leaving to Europe is why you didn't see some of the bigger names there. Do you guys argue with me on that one? or Hmm. Mm,
1: I think it's just different, just because one's a silver and one's an elite.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I, I think th- I don't, I don't, I don't know if people if it coincided, if it didn't coincide with people leaving, if that many people to actually show
0: up because it's a silver event. Unless yeah. they needed points. You think if they took KC White open and made it a pro tour, so they take it off the silver events and put it as a pro tour stop? Do you think it would compete with? DDO, all things being equal.
1: Uh, potentially. I think, I think there are a group of pros that are kind of over
0: just playing country club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's true. One of the irony of that is there's a group of clo- pros that were over playing multiple courses. Right. And now that they have one course, they're over playing just one course. I feel like. Do you think there that there's the, just some whining? I do, so here
1: here's my here's my thought process behind that. Do you think that there's just Country Club burnout from last year? They played it. If you played Worlds and you played DDO, you would have played competitive rounds at Country Club five Seven. potentially five times.
0: Oh, because they had the court. Yeah, because it wasn't yeah. all Country Club yeah. last year. You're right so and then
1: you see so you <laughs> put it in five competitive rounds and then here you are again and you're playing it for i don't remember if ddo was three or four i think it was actually four was it four mm-hmm. rounds or three rounds
0: uh last think, year was it thursday friday
2: saturday
1: i think it was if it regardless Sunday? let's factor yeah. in mm-hmm. let's factor in your practice days And Mm -hmm. the event from the two events from last year, and then your practice days this year, you potentially could have been playing Emporia Country Club sixteen times.
2: That's ridiculous.
1: I think I think that people might have just been burnt out of Country Club.
0: So then you think the? So I think that this event would have
1: will wane next year. Potentially, I think that this event would have been more popular and of. If they, if people weren't leaving for Europe, like if this is just like if you were to, f- yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I like it. I mean, I know we kind of glossed over the DDO and not talking about why, how they cannibalized the fanfare at DDO because of not having the AM events at the same time this year. They split it up into two weekends. So the end of April was glass blown open. And then they had a pro-only week, which was DDO, and everybody was complaining or was so surprised at how few spectators there were. Well, of course, because you don't have 1,200 or however many it was, 1,600 built-in AMs on site in Emporia to go spectate So at any given time. So I wonder if KC Wide Open will start to climb that list of the potential new Pro Tour and if DDO might get pushed back off of it.
1: The crowd looked good, like a decent size today from what At I KC? saw. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't the biggest crowd that I've seen. Obviously, those are you know majors and stuff. But for a silver event, it lo- it was pretty good. And I mean, this just went back to what we talked about a couple podcasts ago where people like in that Kansas area were basically saying like it's an easier drive There's JP and I talked about on that on that episode was that people in Kansas had said that for them, it's an easier drive to get to the Kansas City area and it's closer and just like the the highway drive is easier and it's cheaper. It was cheaper to get tickets than to go to 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 DDO. So without there being the am weekend for a lot of these people I was seeing like on Reddit and stuff, just kind of a no brainer, like right. Yep. Plus there's probably better barbecue at Casey white open than there is in Emporia.
0: <laughs> no, I didn't, I don't know if we really experienced, we, we ate at a subway while we were in Emp- Emporia. So I guess, uh, Jordan and I, was I ate there. a, There's a small, kind of like, not like a hole in the wall
2: kind of barbecue place, but we like sat at a counter and had barbecue okay. and like, we're just able to watch, uh, DDO. And then like Casey white and, whoever he was dating at the time was like behind us. So like, you know, it's kind of good. Cause there's pros going there. <laughs> yeah. So, yep, yep. That was fine. Absolutely. Speaking of that, uh, I went to
1: Raisin canes on Sunday after the preserve and immediately mm-hmm. who walked in right after me was Adam Hammes, uh, AB. And then literally five minutes after that were, was Robert Burridge and Chandler Kramer. Nice. Nice. Did you see the hair coming from far away? Uh, I did not. The first thing I saw was the Lone Star van.
0: <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. So Casey wide open. There it was, um, and there's our discussion about it. And Paul Macbeth won, um, again, another tournament. I thought he was all washed up, but I guess not. Huh? <laughs> so with that being said, we'll talk about the Paul Macbeth lawsuit. Um, we kind of just missed it. We didn't talk about it at all. Um, but cliff notes version, a local shop owner, um, I don't know. Is it, I guess we can say local route, right? So, oh yeah, it's, it's out there. It's out there. So, all right, we're not breaking anything here, but the owner of local route, I guess is, has a pending lawsuit on Paul Macbeth and Dylan cease the owners of the new owners of goat Hill. And because he or someone he was with got hit by a disc, is that correct on site? He was hit. He yep. was hit by a disc on site, and which is very strange because the Sun King Discs, who runs that, <laughs> is their only competition basically in that area. Um, but nevertheless, he got hit by a disc at Goat Hill, and he is now suing uh, Palmer Beth and Dylan Cease. So not Goat Hill, the King Grand of the Hill Canyon, course. King of the Hill. Sorry, yeah, can, sorry, yeah, Grand, Grand Canyon, Canyon. I'm course. sorry, I kept saying yeah. Goat Hill. Why did I say Goat Hill? Because um, well, it kind of sounds the same. Yeah. 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 So, um, I don't know. So I'll talk non-professionally just off this cuff, you know, it just seems pretty ironic that the only other shop in the town is also, but, you know, I think I've told the story before about losing a disc, a really good disc. There was a guy swimming in a pond Um, when I was out in that area, the gentleman, I was like, Hey, can you grab that disc for me? He goes, yep, you can pick it up. Um, at whatever, I'm going to go sell it back and went into local route and talked to him about it. And he's like, well, I haven't cleaned them or anything, but when I get them done, you can come back and buy it. And I was just like, Hmm, that doesn't seem right. And then when I talked to somebody else, I don't know if it was the owner or not, but they're like, yeah, we're trying to get him not to do that anymore. But I'm like, but you're still buying all these discs from him. Why? So it was a little goofy so that was my only experience with local route i mean well not my only i'd been in there two other times and just bought some discs just a standard um disc and i'm not talking ill of them but it just seems strange that all these things are happening but now you get hit by a disc you're a disc golf shop owner the only thing you're doing is hurting disc golf in that area and what you're doing is if he ends up winning what can of worms has he opened up for all private disc golf courses from now until the future. That's my biggest concern. I could care less who owns it, who's doing it. What you're doing is setting a precedent for everybody else that gets hit by a disc to try to sue an owner or a municipality for it. And municipalities, fortunately, are most of them are covered under recreational immunity and they have insurance to cover those type of things. But just private landowners, it's going to basically shut them down
1: there's a 0% chance in my mind that this lawsuit is winning because the McSeese lawyers are arguing that he, that this individual did not follow the proper channels of the insurance through the PDGA, which, because where, when he was injured, uh, I use air quotes there um, Mm -hmm. was in a PDGA sanctioned event. So Mm -hmm. the PDGA, when you, when you you register your events, you get insurance there. So that's Mm -hmm. what they're arguing. And I think that that's going to be this. I think that this is pretty cut and dry in the sense of that, like their Mm -hmm. lawyers are just going to say, well, yeah, he could have gone through the insurance and they could have, we could have done the claim and he could have, you know, been covered up to X amount of dollars or whatever. And he didn't do that. Like it sounds based on what I've read that he just didn't report this, like to the TD, like that, like Mm -hmm. he just, and then he just complained, like, You know, where if you would have said, like, hey, I got hit, like, I think I'm injured and like he didn't DNF out of this tournament either for for an injury and then played in in tournaments after. So like for his cause of like pain and suffering and medical bills, like you can look at all these factors here Being like didn't do an insurance claim, clearly wasn't injured if he played tournaments within like two weeks after, like throw it out.
0: Jeez. And this is for sure the owner of local route. Correct. Mm-hmm. Really? Okay. Okay.
1: And people are coming out of the woodwork too that have, are saying similar stories of yours, Shane, of like just that he's scummy. Like just a scummy kind of guy.
0: Yeah, that's too bad. I You know, I don't know if I would make judgment on that regard, but, you know, cause his shop was freaking cool. Like his shop is really darn cool. Um, it's kind of in this hole of wall like uh, strip mall, but... It, <sighs> I didn't get a great vibe with that. Cause it was, it was a fear the beard sheriff is what it was with a pandemonium stamp with the fear the beard Panda um, on it. And I was like, I just gotten it and I was throwing it so well. And I just turned it over and put it into a pond and dude was swimming in it. And I was like, I don't know if it was the shop owner that was swimming in it or I think it was some other guy named like a disc dog or some, whatever his name was. But, um, but yeah, so there you go. It, it, no matter how you slice it, it does not look good that he is the one that is suing and not suing through proper channels and someone that knows the pdga very very well and events and knows that there's insurance covering those things you know i mean that's plain and simple like that's what you pay the pdga for as a tournament director that's one of the most valuable things you pay for right there so it is what it is i guess it's unfortunate and hopefully it doesn't end up being something more than just Exactly this something to talk about it's just a money grab, that's all he's trying yeah. for, yeah, yeah, I don't know is he, is he trying to put like Sun King out of business or something is that what it is
2: mm. I don't know maybe it's something to do with the course itself I think oh maybe he wanted to buy it or something
1: I don't, <laughs> I don't think yeah, he wanted to buy that. it I think he I think the course is in such a proximity to his shop that with Macbeth putting uh, like because he talked about it, he wants to have a legit pro shop. Pro shop. Yeah, We're yeah, on right. there where he's like, well, if everybody's going to the, play the course because it's going to be open now, then he's just going to take such a a, a financial hit that he's just going to be like. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I obviously don't have anything. I don't have a relationship with this guy. I'm just commenting on the fact of just like multiple people have said very similar stories of okay. his conduct and his behavior. So it's like kind of.
0: Yeah. Well, and to speak, we were playing with some locals there, and the exact same story I got from them when I threw it in there. And the dude was in there; they were like, "Yeah, you're never gonna see that disc again unless you buy it back somehow." <laughs> I was like, "I'm here. I'm standing here," and I even talked mm-hmm. to him. I was like, "I'm right here. Like, can you just give me the disc He goes, "Nope, you can buy it back at local row." I was like, "Come on." <laughs> so, all right, well, I'll move on past that. Unless you guys have anything else to say, all right? Well, Be cool, the people. Said, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just be cool, honest, and respectful. That's all you need to be. All right. With that being said, how do you guys feel about Amway and Cutco? <laughs> I, knew Amway so many, and what? I knew so many. I knew so many people. Cutco. I knew Cutco? so many people that yeah. sold
1: that, that that attempted like people I went to college with that you'd be like, "What are you doing for work this summer?" And like, "Yeah, I'm
0: going to put you up, and I'm gonna sell Cutco." I'm going and I was like, "Oh." You've never heard of Cutco, JP? No, honestly, I don't think I have. They're like they're a multi-level marketing um... pyramid scheme. No, because those are legal. They're (laughs) multi-level marketing. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So they're they're as a restaurateur and kind of knowing my cutlery pretty well, they're some of the most overhyped knives that you can get. So the first cut is always fantastic. The shears that cut pennies. Sure. Those are, those are awesome. They don't hold edges. The sharpeners that you get, I mean, they're, they're really thin steel. They're ergonomically they're garbage. If you're actually using them for any certain period of time, but they are friggin' expensive. Um, And they have a great marketing scheme and a lot of people purchase them and, you know, for the home cooks, like sure, they're fine. They're just like any other knives you'll buy. They're just expensive. So then there's Amway. Everybody knows Amway, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. so basically what I'm trying to get at, and we'll get it back to disc golf right now. What I'm trying to get at is factory teams are multi-level marketing for manufacturers. Tell me why I'm wrong.
1: Uh, you're half right. I think, it's, it out. I think it's different if you if there are f- actual dollars that are exchange hands. So if you are a Paige Pierce, a Paul McBeth, uh, a Calvin Heinberg, then you are, okay. in my eyes, an employee just like it, it's different. Yes, I get it in the sense of disc golf, but I think that you are more or less – like a NASCAR driver is probably a comparable that you are being paid to drive this team's vehicle, you know, probably like, let's go like the formula one route. Like you are buying, like you are a driver driving for this team. You are kind of an employee, Mm -hmm. but discraft underground Lone star Ranger team when there's no, yeah. When you are not, when there is no actual money being exchanged of hands, then yes, you are part of a multi-level marketing
0: scheme. See, I would even argue that maybe outside of five, maybe 10 individuals in the sport of disc golf, they're all multi-level marketing because how many people do you see busting out bins of discs to sell out of their back of their vans or during some fly mart because they need to make extra money to get to the next stop?
1: Oh, I think that's fair. I I don't know what the number is. So they are then then yes then definitely they are a part of of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, you're probably right in the sense of that there's you know x x amount of, of whomever it could be. I would I would say that there's I would say it's probably twenty.
0: I would okay, say that there's
1: okay. probably twenty.
2: JP, you have any opinion on this? Ooh, I don't really, man. I feel like it's almost more than that because, I mean, obviously you top tier pros don't really have to worry about it and then you see know. somebody like we'll see like eric oakley or you know james Proctor or mm-hmm. somebody like that at um fly mart's trying to push discs as much as possible like sure i'm sure you know between infinite and some of these other their other sponsors they're doing okay but i still feel like they need to push those products in order to kind of compensate for what they're not
0: getting mm-hmm. <laughs> so
2: big germ was selling then, at
0: the fly mart at preserve yeah So. Right. Right. You know, on the, I think there's, you can probably take a small population of that and just talk about hustle. Like there's some guys that just have that type of hustle or girls that just have that type of hustle. They want to sell stuff. They want to always make money. Their goal is to do that direction. And I, and I feel that I understand that. Cause that's where my mind always is. Um, but what other athletic professional athletic sport do you see guys setting up camp after they're done to sell product that they play with for their manufacturers cornhole or they i tools. was gonna say i was gonna say cornhole <laughs> but i wasn't okay, sure okay, if that touche, was really touche, up there touche. yeah sure 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 it really they i mean they sell bags and boards after the game i mean after their mat matches and matches matches
1: <laughs> i just i don't know like i've never been to an event but i know that like there's been like i've gotten ads for something like where it's been on because you know the fbi agents listen in um to Mm -hmm. my phone um where like then you'll see ads of like this guy is selling this on his website or like see this cornhole guy and then he's got like links on his social media of like here are the bags i'm using so it's kind of it's kind of similar in that regard
0: okay okay
2: or what about um eagle and i think it's uh gavin badcock with their like um kendamas or whatever they're called
0: yeah yeah
2: yeah. i don't know if that's out there but like obviously that's not something that they are using for sport but they're definitely pushing them as something to use in between holes and like you know kind of that kind of deal like i don't know if they're Huh? Shane got suckered into that in
1: Vegas. That I, bought, I bought
0: two of them. Oh, I really? Two of them. Yeah. I bought
1: I one thought for about each of my kids.
2: One. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: I was like, "Oh, it looks fun," and then I was like, "I'm going to use this like five times ever, and it's going to sit, you know, on a shelf somewhere."
0: Dude, and the ones I bought, forty bucks the, each. No, they what were they like seventy Ben or something? Like oh that? man, <laughs> I they don't remember because I but, grabbed both of them and I was like, over a hundred bucks for both of these. Yeah, <laughs> you, you. Was, were,
2: is like expensive.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just remember Shane went up to the guy and was like, what's the difference between this one and this one? And then I I think he was like this one just like the paint lasts longer. Yeah. Or something like that. <laughs> the
0: string is
2: different.
1: Like
0: yeah. <laughs>
2: something like that. Oh yeah. So oh, I was man. like, all right, I'll take
0: two of those. I don't know if I picked the better one or the the other one, the cheaper one. But I remember I, I was like astonished when he told me the price. I was like, well, I guess it's a gift for the kids. Like I called my wife to confer. I was like, is it okay if I spend this money on this? (laughs) So, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, for anybody prove us wrong, like how is disc golf, how are disc golf factory teams aside from the very top pinnacle of our sport? And I'm talking like 10 guys, 10 women guys.
2: Oh, wait, wait, but here's the thing as, like, a street team, so, like, Ben, like, not really affiliated with the Ranger team or a, anymore or whatever, there's no promise that if you sell these products, you're moving up in the in the program. Like, that's the crazy, you know, like, you could, like, help them move product, and it's like, well, you're not moving up a tier on our, like, team. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no reason to, like, push anything. Yeah, there's, there's yeah. no checks and balances with that. Like,
1: I don't know how other teams work, but the Ranger team it was just like, yeah, tell all your friends about this product and then, like, there's nobody checking on that where I like with my circle one team, which I'm really happy to be a part of that team. Like, like the, that, that company like encourages you to post and like, they can see, like they're seeing your posts cause they're liking it and mm-hmm. they're sharing it. And then like, you know, they, they see all these things and like, you know, then like as time progresses, like you do get a little bit more love from them. But like with this ranger team, which is so now at 2,200 right,
2: people. You have a code with circle one. Yeah. Do you see a kickback with that at all?
1: Yeah. So the, okay. so the, my only critique is and other people have mentioned it and like they, it is something that they're talking about in the future is giving the consumer uh, something with your code because right now it doesn't do anything, but we just get a kickback or we're hoping that like in the future, like the code is like free shipping or like
0: 5% off or something mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. like anybody. So. Mm-hmm. So you say that there's no increase to what they do for pushing companies and doing that stuff. Then why is there such a priority on how well people's social medias are? So you're saying you don't move up a level. I mean, Kona star Panis got or Montgomery got one of the largest deals in the world, primarily based on her social media status. Right. Yeah. But I mean,
1: like she was on like the, I think, I think JP and I are just talking about like, uh, us level, right? Like we're not like okay, Kona's so yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like Kona's different in the yeah. fact that like she was on the tour. She is, was already playing at like that
0: tour. Yeah. She's an upper. T- yeah. But like, you're, right. So you're telling me though, if you guys both blew up and both got over a million followers on whatever platform you want to talk about that, you wouldn't get some sort of bump
1: not from any of the have team
0: anything with like selling stuff
1: like it, well, i wouldn't get an really. ambassador form right yeah i mean i like if i had a million followers and people were buying stuff with like circle one then yes i would get an, mm-hmm. an increase but like when we're just like but just with like i think going like the original was just like with the lone star team like there's nothing like there's there's nothing for me to would have for me to have at that time like st- st- Strove for? Striven for?
0: Yeah, something like that. (laughs) One
1: of those two? (laughs) I didn't major in (laughs) English.
2: But here's the thing, Shane. What if if you were a street team member, had a million followers, and you were just on the street team, and you were just helping
0: them move product, and they didn't have to pay you? There's no incentive to move you up. But do you think that's truly how it works, though? Because do you know of a street team person that has a million followers? Well, no, but I mean... Because so, so think of if you have Nick a million, Matt, right. Right. You know, Nick from Nick and Matt. So yeah. he got bumped up off the street team to whatever it was or underground team to whatever it was. But he Why? also was playing
1: well. Like that's the other caveat was, is that he, he was like, he was having finishes at larger tournaments. Like he wasn't just some, sh- some schmo like he true. Okay. Like okay. I think. Like the thing is, is that I also think that it is in every, if you have a million followers, it is in your best interest to not be on any team because then you're going to get your content becomes better because every manufacturer and every company is going to want to send you stuff. So
0: then you can review it, throw it and and do it. That's why Drew Gibson's stuff is so riveting. That's why every time a video comes up, I just have to watch it for his. (laughs) Why is okay. there a comment on that?
1: <laughs> uh, I don't know. Drew Gibson took some heat this week, and uh, he did. He really did because of Finish Line. Yeah. Well, so what was the deal with it? What was what was the cause of that? They just think that he's lazy, and that you know it's just like why like they just think he's he's lazy for coming up with Finish Line for the which is obviously the name of the shoe retailer, and that then he has is selling disc with the jordan brand jump man on it and they just think like he's just like i think those people that were critiquing him were just kind of over like this drew thing of being like dude it's lazy that you came up with finish line and then are already in breach of copyright for in trademark laws of putting the jump man on the disc and selling them
0: true true is that kind of what supreme does though too (laughs) I've always wondered about Supreme,
1: the the streetwear company. Uh,
0: yes. Yeah, is that what what they do? Yeah, because I know they put it on a brick too. And oh they yeah, just they just a slap they a on it on stuff pretty much. Yeah, but, I mean, they slap true. it on anything? And I'm sure they have consent and they pay for the rights and all that stuff. And yeah, I Drew understand G- that. Yeah, because Drew, G- yeah, Drew Gibson is in no way, shape, or form paying Nike
1: and Michael Jordan to <laughs> to use the <laughs> yeah, jump. No. Band. I- Highly
0: doubt that. Highly doubt that. So, all right. Well, I hold firm to the multi level marketing for discs and disc golf and anybody that plays for a team other than probably the 10 to 25 people. Okay. They well, get paid
1: well. Last question then. So, if I get a million subscribers and a million followers on my Instagram, what level do I get to go up to on the door disc golf team then? Uh, the
0: level that you're at. Because we wouldn't be able to afford... We wouldn't afford to pay you. Like, it would be like me reaching out to Simon Lazat. I couldn't afford to pay him, right? So, unfortunately, there's a cap to everything. I would say good luck. Thank you very much. I hope you remember us. But go get him, Tiger. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Like, I mean, we got to know our... You got to know the realms we live in, you know? So...
1: Then, okay. if Then circle back here and we'll wrap this segment up if i get to a million instagram followers then i want to reserve mm-hmm. parking space out front so matt doesn't have to make me walk
0: <laughs> done done and i will put your face on it and everything like on the pavement i'll paint it so that sounds good so you get to it's a like million followers you bring us with you yeah exactly <laughs> the ben's reserve parking yeah. so all right. Well, I feel like that guy that sets up the tables at colleges with the microphone and says something like really controversial and says, prove me wrong. So mm. I feel like I feel like I should do that out at a disc golf tournament somewhere. Just set up a black table and with the tent and then sit there with a the microphone. What's that guy's name? I don't know. I see him on like reels and stuff all the time. I don't. He's a meme. Like, yeah, really that's like exactly
2: he, it. You know, he's got the, like the white board and you did like yep. the race, whatever <laughs> it is, and put
0: something different and yeah, you're exactly. like, yeah, prove me wrong. Okay. Yeah. So, all right, here we go. This is another one that we're going to have some uh, haters on most overrated and most underrated. And I'm going to say it first, Ben, the destroyer, the Innova Destroyer, is the absolute undisputed, most overrated disc ever produced.
1: Yeah, I don't need to say anything else. I think that's it's, it's it's been it's overrated, but it's been valuable to disc golf in the sense of that everybody copied it, which is kind of what made it overrated because
0: now mm-hmm. it's nothing special. Right, right. So there there is let me let me pull back. There's value to the Pioneers. And a Destroyer was a pioneer of a class. At this point, it's overrated currently in modern disc golf it is the most overrated disc what do you think jp what do you have i agree with that
2: that's a solid yeah cuz like there's the clones that everybody's trying to copy every i mean everybody strives to get that 125 -1 1, you know 3 mm-hmm. disc to fly exactly like a destroyer but the problem with that is destroyers all have different runs you know the, <laughs> the way they fly you know all that just you never know what kind of destroyer you're going to get. And that's a real problem for that disc. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm tempted to say the buzz, but I love the buzzes at the same time. But at the same time, I feel like a lot of people try to copy the disc and just don't get it as close as they can to that. You know, it's like there's always the, the buzz or the rock is like the hard argument of like what mid range is. Yeah. Kind of a king
0: but i think there's people that would be like yeah the buzz is pretty overrated mm-hmm. you know what's coming in a close second currently in modern day discs is the hex you brought up the buzz the buzz and the hex are two of the discs that i've found that are very darn close the hex is super close as far as flight goes to a buzz mm-hmm. but i would say there is a level of simon hype train that has pushed this hex into a really, really closely, a really close front runner for the overrated disc, Glitch. disc. Yeah, I, mean, I wasn't going to say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll follow this with the shop updates and the discs we're bringing in pretty soon. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's go with the underrated. Let's most underrated disc. Anybody have anything? The river. Okay, I like that. I think
1: that the river t- is underrated because it takes a lot of heat because it's in the like the class that people think of like as a beginner disc, so it takes a lot of shade. Like with like the diamond or the sapphire, um, I really like the river just because like. It's got a lot of glide to it. It's a really good controllable disc that literally everybody can throw. It's pretty, It's a straight-flying fairway driver, and you can manipulate it however you need to. If you want to throw it on Heiser or throw it on, on Anheuser, it's going to do what you want it to do. And I think that it's underrated just because it falls into that beginner-level disc class. So people just think that you're a noob if you, if you bag it and
0: throw it. Oh, it's a beautiful disc. Beautiful disc.
2: The only thing I don't agree with is the seven glide on those discs. That's the only thing I don't. I think is overhyped. Yes, it has a lot of glide, but I don't think any disc ever touches seven. Oh, it's a six. Gl- it's a oh, it's six. six? Right? I have yeah, one yeah, that's yeah. marked as a seven. No.
0: So. uh Was that the oh, old number before they? It might be. They might have. Okay. They might have retooled it. <laughs> yeah, I want to say like 2018 <sighs> they they changed all the numbers from Westside and Latitude mm-hmm. and then DD. They kind of retooled they didn't retool them. They just changed the numbers, right? Right. Rebranded. I'll have to check because I got, Rivers used to be one of my staples until I like kicked them out for the FD. Cause I had some FDs that were fairly understable at that point. All right. Um, You know, the nice thing about the river too, is it has history and you can consider it all underrated because it has history, you know, cause I would almost put the Lariat in an underrated disc slot, but I don't think it has the longevity to disc golf, to be underrated. If that makes any sense, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like a brand new disc can't be underrated. At least I would put it there. So my underrated, and it's going to be from the same manufacturer at least is the Claymore. I think the Claymore is an absolutely phenomenal mid point and shoot, just a beautiful mid. Um, so I think that's going to be one of the most underrated discs that I would pick out. What do you got, JP?
2: Mine is, it's a disc that I haven't, I took it out of the bag, but I threw it for a little while, um, the Discmania MD, not the MD one, just the mm-hmm. plain old MD, and you could throw the um, Infinite Discs Anubis in that mm-hmm. category too. Just a straight flying neutral disc. Um you can use it as a loft, lofty like a glidey putter. It's got five glide. Um and you know, you can throw it on almost any line, Anheuser, you know, Heiser, and you're you're gonna get a great flight out of it. Um mm-hmm. I like the D line, I have a C line, I have a couple color glow Maria Oliva Nubises, so um big
0: fan of that disc for mm-hmm. sure. The honorable mention. I was going between the two, and the only reason I don't keep this one as my most overrated or underrated is the gauge from Legacy. It is a phenomenal, overstable, still slightly glidy mid. It is a beautiful mid. I mean, it's a you throw it hard, it's gonna fly straight and then finish. It is a beautiful, beautiful mid. Um, if you want that reliably overstable mid. It's a beautiful mid, Um, but I think legacy in general is underrated because they do have a lot of discs, nice discs and their plastic is fantastic too. So there you go. That's my honorable mention. If you guys want to throw anything out there, I just figured I would throw that one out there because
1: I thought it. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. Like the disc I've been mashing on lately is the streamlined drift. I don't know if that's really underrated. I know that people, people like it, people throw it. Um, but I don't know. I just added that to my bag, but
0: so I've been really mm-hmm. digging that. Very nice. All right, Ben, do you want to keep talking? Give us a quick quick cliff notes version of how your preserve went
1: uh preserve was super awesome as far as just like from a spectator standpoint in the sense that um it's i don't say like clear in the middle of nowhere but it's like off the highway and then like the the course and the facility is just kind of tucked away so everybody was there all day like nobody left um all the players were camping on site so like you could walk around um so it was really cool that it was like just everybody was just there and it was all in um but it was, yeah, it was a good three days of, of spectating. I got to see a lot of different players, um, followed lead cards, follow, then followed just people I wanted to see, and then lead card again on Sunday. Um, but the course is beautiful. I think, like, the only thing that's kind of a bummer is that we've had a pretty dry summer as far as the Midwest goes, and MISO mm-hmm. specifically. So, you know, being a former golf course, there's a lot of greenery out there that just was very brown just because of the, uh, you know, the lack of rain and you know, kale and no one in the right mind is going to spend the money on watering that thing. That, so they're just going to let it go naturally. Um, but it was really awesome. There's good food trucks, a lot of, you know, just a lot of amenities for um, for spectators. There's a cart driving around with beverages and stuff for sale because it was so hot and humid out there. Um, but overall, Smart. the but overall, the event was, was super fun. Um would I'd love to go back next year, hopefully it's still on the tour um obviously, there's some underlying things going on with the preserve but uh and then I played the course on on Monday and I shot ten over and it is hard. It is very very hard <laughs> uh, it like the thing is is that about the preserve is you gotta hit landing zones and if you don't hit landing zones, then you're in trouble and then like um it was also like all weekend it was like windy, but it was like humid so like it was just hot air blowing in your face so you didn't really see much of it on coverage but it was windy and so me playing it uh on monday yeah still very windy but overall (laughs) a very fun time 10 out of 10 would recommend anybody go and
0: get you know go for three days and hang out awesome awesome so hot hot air in the face so someone's like (sighs)
1: The whole day <laughs> yeah uh real quick the last thing i'll say is that we beat the heat for a while on sunday and we just posted up on hole 11 um with the good group over there and just watched people try and uh run the the island um mm-hmm. to beat the heat in the shade there so we get to watch nathan queen ace and then like That's everybody awesome. was going nuts and then like maybe like a card or two later, the social media manager for the pro tour rolls up on like this electric scooter and goes, did anybody get a, a video of Nathan Queens ace? And her was like, no. And she was like, Oh dang it. And like walked away. <laughs> and then like, my thought was, was like, if you wanted this, you should have just like set up a camera on a hole that you knew people were going to like run What So you at least yeah, had one angle. Uh-huh. Yeah. So then, of course, everybody came back and in the crowd after that, immediately after she left, uh, somebody like the card came up and everybody
0: goes, all right, knows everybody recording? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That would be cool, though, for them to use your, you know, your clip. I wonder if they would have given you like a free disc or something. Oh, I would have. I would have taken them for something. <laughs> <laughs> all right anything else Ben? for that
1: no i uh, being on the pro tour it's hard playing on these courses that's all i gotta say mm-hmm. they are
0: they are all right now on to your random question and then we'll get into shop updates and then we beat out a here.
1: what is your favorite amusement park ride
0: good question definitely not the lines
2: oh man okay i i've got mine go for it all right so it's changed but at universal studios they used to have back to the future the ride nice (laughs) it's it's now the simpsons or it might even be closed down i think they might have actually closed down that section but i would jump in line after getting off and just try to get back on as fast as I could. Cause that ride was awesome.
0: That was the motion ride. Right.
2: Right. You yep, yep. enter the DeLorean and then like it like takes off in a room and you go up and there's a giant screen. And I thought it was so awesome. Cause like you're looking at the screen and like it's banking and tilting and all these different things. I was like, Oh, so cool. And then you look over, like you can lean out a little further, you know, out of the car and you look to your left and your right. And you're like, Oh, you mean I'm not the only car that's doing this right now? There's like five like or six out. of them. Yeah, all in a row. I was like, it kind of ruined the mystique of it, but it was still totally awesome. <laughs> that's
0: great. Oh, man. I don't know if I have, I like, I really enjoy them all. So there's two rides I could think of New York, New York. I believe there's a roller coaster outside of New York, yes. New York. Yep. Super short, super violent, but awesome. It's really, really fun um and then uh, so it's, they're both roller coasters and then is it the hulk or, Spider-Man yeah. or the There's The hulk. hulk one at uh, Universal Studios. Universal. I think it's the Hulk Universal uh
2: like Islands of Adventure. Yeah. Yes, yes. You so like take hulk. off super fast.
0: Yes, that's the one. And
2: then yep. They might have they might have actually made a Spider-Man ride as well. Oh no, there is a Spider-Man ride. There is Spider-Man a Spider-Man 4D ride. and yes. it's like you ride around in it and Spider-Man like mm-hmm. jumps on your car. Cause there's like a screen at some point where like you're wearing 3d glasses, but then mm-hmm. if you like go into a certain area, like say a pipe burst,
0: you feel like water on you or steam hits your face yep. or something like, yeah. Yep. And the only other one that I so I'll have two stories, two more to go with the rides. I have earthquake. I have this nostalgic love for earthquake, the ride. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, and then I have a disdain for, and I, I don't think I'm I no, I'm not alone in this for it's a small world <laughs> up in Florida. <laughs> I graduated high school from Florida in Florida and they do this thing called grad night. And I'm sure it's no mystery, but all high school students can go on a certain night into the parks and it's free. But you have to be a high school graduate or graduating high school that year. I sat on that freaking ride. For four and a half hours because someone kept putting their hand in the water. Four and a half hours. Just so you know, they don't stop the music unless they have to make an announcement and tell somebody to stop putting their hand in the freaking water. So they actually came and pulled Dude out of the thing. Then someone else decided to do it and then pulled dude out of the thing. Someone else decided they pulled like nine or 10 people out of the park and basically said, you're done. Get out of our park because they kept sticking their hand four and a half hours guys with that song going the entire time. (laughs) It was so bad. I will never go on that ride again. We were, we were just there and I was like, I am not going on that ride. I was like, Sandy, you can go on that. (laughs) Not going on that ride. So there you go. I'm done. (laughs) I think I still have like PTSD from that. Oh my goodness, it's so bad. So, all right, what about you, Ben? Let's hear it. Uh,
1: I really like Test Track. Uh, that's at mm-hmm. I believe EPCOT. That's another good one. Uh, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. It's a good one. Yeah, uh, oh, that one's mm-hmm. good. But I think they're just like one of like my favorite. That's just like all encompassing rides is the Toy Story Midway Mania game, um, where you, I think it's at Magic you shoot Kingdom stuff, right? yeah so like you're in like these like kind of tilt whirl ish type cars and like they spin around but then you have like it's like a immersive game and like so like you're shooting like things on like these you're shooting things on the screen you're getting points and then like you're competing with Mm -hmm. whoever's in the car next to you so like that i think is like one of my favorite of all time just because it's you know it's cool you're whipping around like this track but then you're also playing a game and
0: it's just fun Mm-hmm. awesome the one i really enjoyed the most recent one was the seven dwarfs log jam or something like that is like a newer one they put in there like hmm. this, the seven dwarfs log jam or like seven it, whatever it is but it was it was a pretty good one it was a pretty it was a water ride i was,
2: was sad to good. see i think both disney theme parks closed down uh splash mountain and i think mm-hmm. they're redoing it as something else
0: tiana so, well, i think that's what
2: is it okay tiana from princess and the frogs ride you know what
0: else they got rid of they got rid of Five. they got rid of Five goes west the train right hmm. i was super sad about that because i was hoping my kids would go on it so i could go on it again and then it didn't exist they built tron where it is now mm. oh tron but, yeah i wasn't able to ride tron i was like two months too early or something like that so, okay all right should we get into shop updates I right then. So doordisk.com where you can buy these things. We got a another large DD order or trilogy order coming in and we do have custom stamps. They are officially in the works. Um, I don't know what happened, but we tried to go through it in one company never reached back out to us. So we went back with DD and DD was just right on top of it. So orders place. We're just waiting on stamp approval, which should come tomorrow. Uh, which would be monday for us so the day you're listening would be today for you guys um so that'll be coming and then i bought a talk about a lot of overrated discs are or oh hyped discs right now super hyped discs right now the hexes and glitches we have what did i say 30 of each or 60 of each or something like that i thought you said 60 yeah i each. think I have, we have a lot of them coming let's say that so there's a ton of hexes and glitches coming into the shop. Cause that's the number one search criteria, not only on Tridisk but also all straight through our website that everybody is looking for those things. So, and every time we bring them in, they're gone within a couple days, if not hours. So with that being said, that's kind of all we got coming in. Um, we'll do some small updates here and there fill in shelf space cause things have been flying off the shelf. But outside of that, um, I don't know if I have much else to say anybody else. JP, you want to hit the sign off? No, it's okay. You know what? Deuces in the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> you, you can hit it. All right. All right. Well, deuces in the toilet. Keep us up, Bark. Peace. <laughs>